This podcast is sponsored by Kulabula, creators of websites, animation, and digital art. To get a 10% discount, go to kulabula.com and put in the discount code AWAKENING. Welcome to our giant venture with Mind Wars and the Awakening Podcast. You can find Chris on mindwars.uk. I'm on awakeningpodcast.org. Vote on BitChute as Mind Wars and Awakening Podcast. How are you this week, Chris? I'm great, Ryan, yourself? Fine and dandy, all good. Fine and dandy, tipping along, yes. What have we got to cover this week? Um, I know you have stuff on uh, the Alexa. I know we've covered Alexa bits from time to time over and over, certainly, but something kind of a more of a description on it as it goes along, but no surprise at the same time, shall we say. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's um, basically, Alexa, you're fired. A quarter of users abandoning the spying devices within two weeks of what they're doing. They're basically trying to do upsells. So, you know, you'd ask them what's the weather. It's trying to do an upsell to you. So kind of people started realizing, hey, what's going on here? And I know we 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 touched on it and we we kind of we've done a lot on these uh, devices, these smart devices, but I don't think people realize the dangers like doorbells and all this stuff and having cameras set up, they've access to everything. So you're the basically FBI, the FBI uh, have access to that, that ring doorbell that uh, another product of Amazon as yeah. well. Um, they've all access to that in the States. I mean, that's that's a known fact of a kind of a back door in it, shall we say. And uh, Amazon gives them access to what it is. Or oh, they say, oh, we don't, but they do. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, if you if you listen to all the things with the FBI and the CIA and all the different things they've done all over the years, I mean... Yeah. The colluding is next level stuff um, of just corruption and madness. So, um, yeah, the so-called guys that people think are on their side to go and go to if they're in trouble or any doubt are kind of the guys you realize you want to run the opposite direction. So, yeah, another inversion. Exactly. exactly. So, I know, uh, yeah, yeah. Are you going to play any tennis this year, are you? No. <laughs> Playing any tennis anytime in my life at all, hardly, I'd say. No, I think I played it when I was younger or small, but... but uh, uh, yeah, see that's you know, of course, Novak Djokovic um, making the headlines have been off for the last couple of days or so in Australian Open. Everybody thought, oh, it was great. He got in, he got exempt and so on and so on when he um, originally and then when he landed in the country um, because all his team, his managers, coaches, everybody has to have all these double vaccinations and he can just swan in there because he's number one. Is he number two in the world? I'm not sure which one he is. And that's okay. To have. But then when he landed in Australian style, you know, they bang him up in some sort of isolation thing for a couple of days and all. Something is invalid in the visa, which I believe they would have known this anyway. And um, of course, lots of people are giving out about it, rightly so. And how come he got exempt and everybody else can? Is it just because he's number one and so on and so on? Um, but yeah, I just think it's a bit of a theater show. It's my own opinion and take. And I think you're probably similar as well along those lines. But that's why it is. It's kind of a oh, well, look, we're not going to get, because of a bit of a backlash that was out there, oh, we're not going to let him away light, so we're going to, you know, bring him in, make him look like we have him in nice, well, he's in isolation, so we say, and make him look like we're going to bring him to the ringer. So anybody else in any other sport or industry out there that's basically going to try this kind of a thing, you'll look at Djokovic as an example, and you'll basically run the ops away, and you won't bother actually trying to fight us or get exemptions or these other exceptional visas granted to you, so on and so on. So I think that's a lot of what it is. I think his mother or father came out recently as well, on these massive posts talking about um, the hero he is out of Serbia and basically saying that uh, he'd be such a an eye candy face for uh, you know ethnicity and stopping racism and all. why does all this kind of mumbo jumbo have to come into what it is by big deal he stood his ground fair play to him for doing it so I would give him credit for that but then on top of it it's like 
okay, it's, it's a big theatre show now at the moment, taking away from the real distractions that are going on in Australia and the real tyranny that these people are being put underground, the Aborigines and all this kind of stuff, is more of an important factor than some multi-multi-millionaire swanning in around the place and, uh, oh, it's headlines everywhere now, he's been banged up a few days and so on and so on. You know, people get to grips with the real story with the, the real Aussies that are on the ground in, in pure misery over at the minute instead of a, with a tennis game that um, whoop-de-doo, he's in isolation for a couple of days and he's worth millions upon millions. Yeah, my heart goes out to him at the end of the day. It, it seems like a pony shot to me as well, because yeah. at the start, he was kind of saying, oh, I can pull out of the competition. Then all of a sudden, he's gone there. I mean, one, as you mentioned, it's on the media. Anything that we're being told about the media, we know they want us to know for a reason. So is it just a fair to public? Or as you mentioned, like a lot of the soccer players, despite all their teammates dropping dead, you know, we yeah. know that not all of them want to get the poison dart either. So... You know, it might be kind of letting them know, well, hey, you can't be going around for the Champions League or the European Cup or the World Cup or something like that unless you're fully jabbed up. Mm. So, but it looks like a pony shot to me, you know. Yeah, and the World Cup, as you mentioned, is coming up um, as well. So it's one of these things is a kind of... Yeah, is it in Qatar or something like that? One of these countries that we've never even heard of football, like, but because yeah. they've got money, yeah. So yeah, even probably somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's just, yeah, next level kind of stuff again. But, um, and even... Touching while well, touching Aussies there a second ago. I mean, you know, if, oh, that that's whatever his name is, Michael uh, Gunner or Michael Gumby, whatever his name is, that so-called minister, premier, whatever different names they have him over there, up in the Northern Territory in uh, Australia. Um, he's saying, you know, now that the the unvaccinated because he's getting pissed off at them, and because they have a handful of cases with a test not testing for a virus. So you know, the thing, complete thing is flawed, as we've said a thousand times at this stage, if not more. And uh, he's basically said now to the the people who haven't, who have people who had sensed and done their own research and realized, hang on a second, this is this poison dart is not good for our system. And you can't, you know, jab yourself out of a so-called pandemic that, well, there is no pandemic, but the, uh, the alleged illusion of the pandemic that everybody's in fear over, or a lot of the majority of people are in fear over, slowly waning away from that, um, that the fear is losing. And because uh, the momentum and the propaganda is not, it's there, but it's not to the believable levels that people would have believed months and months ago. So he's basically come out and said that, um, uh, anybody now who's not um, who hasn't taken our poison dart is basically you're not even allowed outside the door to any normal healthy exercise. You can't exercise and you can't go to work. So bring forward this man or woman that is telling or trying to make a claim over me as a living man that they have jurisdiction or authority over me. And if that's you, Michael Gumby, or whoever your bloody name is, come forward in and actually tell me you have, and not just tell me, prove to me and show to me as well on paper, but you have to show me the contract that you have jurisdiction or authority over me, the living being. Fair play to me if you can do it, but he will not 1,000% be able to do that. So people need to stand up and not sit in their homes and kind of go, look out the window, oh, I'd love to be jogging today. And you know, it's, it's, it's their summertime, it's the whole, yes, they're, they're, the heat in the Northern Territory, 30 plus over there. Uh, 40 maybe in, in, in cases, of course. So it's like, and they're going, people want to sit inside because this absolute psychopath of a lunatic on television says, because you haven't been poisoned, you're not allowed to go outside to, to, to earn a living for yourself, work, provide for your family, or even exercise. So you can just stay in the house for you know, the rest of the year. What? Like to take this guy serious is no, no. shame on the people more so, you know, than, than this kind of lunatic asylum. But um, I know you, you had other stuff as well, and pastor in Canada. And, yeah, I, I yeah. am there actually because we, we covered him a few times, and you know, I was impressed with the because he's Polish, like you know, uh, Pav Pavlovsky, so with a name like that, you know. And I actually heard him talking in the car in Polish, which was good because uh, you know, I could understand it, but this time he was with his brother and their son, and they arrested him and the brother, and yeah, I know, it was like six, I don't know, four or six kind of cop cars, and 
and I just because he's he's preaching, like you know, I mean, yeah. I, I whatever your religious beliefs or anything, but like I respect anybody, whatever they practice, and just because he's doing that, they're locking him up, like you know. So, but I, yeah. I think all it's doing is giving him more fuel because he's getting a, a lot of uh, publicity because of this, and you know, I, I mean, a lot of people they've you know deep faith so when they see mm. something like that it kind of boils their blood and maybe they'll do something about it then instead of just kind of sitting on their armchairs with their remote control looking at the CNN and the BBC like yeah and it shows like for people who wouldn't be alert or awake it shows that as you say people that are hardcore into their Catholicism whatever belief system it is and that's their own business but you know that wouldn't have been awake or seen anything outside of say the BBC or the propaganda box that's there in the corner that um, television Basically, um, they would have kind of said, hold on a second, why are the authorities, why are these, you know, agents, these these uh, corporate entities known as the police or the Garda Khan in Ireland, if it may be, why are they basically arresting this pastor? What is, what a crime, what fraud, what is he, where is his crime that he's allegedly committed? For what, preaching and practicing, as you mentioned? If that's the levels we've got to, like we covered him months ago as well, when he got arrested over the highway as well, and they put a gun here, they put his hand behind his head, and... I nearly lost track there at one stage, but fair play to him for standing up. Some good videos he had, all right, um, just hunting the people out of the place, loads and turn up, fair play, stood his ground and yeah. they had to walk away. But um, it's getting more attention on, yeah, him, but it's also getting more attention on the on the police and what they're actually made of or what they're forced to do, whatever they want to, whatever. I said they have a choice at the end of the day. Does nobody has it gone to the police said to say, you have to go out today and do this. You can just stop working as... As a, as a tyrant and basically um, you know do good for the community instead well I mean we see in Holland they're you know they're beating the crap out of yeah. uh, you know people that aren't doing I mean you can see like people they're not doing anything they're peaceful protests and they're t- getting dogs attacking them and everything so yeah just buyer beware and I know I don't know that we mention it but I on the one of the episodes with Peter Stone that I put up it's about kind of common law and I think it's worth listening to because you realize you get more done that way than protesting because we've seen it in Berlin. We've seen it yeah. everywhere. And uh, yeah, it looks great. You feel, you know, you get the energy. You go, Berlin, this is fantastic. I've seen it in Brazil. Everyone goes home and they open their can of beer and they watch Carnation Street and uh, yeah, they feel yeah. good about themselves. But they didn't make a change. So it's not working. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I believe the, the common law thing will be good. Just round off even that protest to finish that because, like, I've been. I've been on many protests before, so I'm not going to stand here like a hypocrite. I admire anybody that goes out in the protests because, you know, but the way I look at protests, and I've said it even before I've stopped recently going to protests, is it's a good family day out. Um, you meet great, like-minded people. You do have a really good day on the day. But like I often said, time and time again, I said it months and months ago, I said, like, once you go home at 6, 7, 8 o'clock that evening, leave, I said, Trafalgar Square, or wherever the case is, whatever country may be in, you've lost the battle. Once you leave the battleground the evening, you've lost, forget about it. You're going home for your Burger King or McDonald's or whatever you're having. And that's it. So, And as Peter Stone rightly um, put it very well inside an interview that you've done with him as well, he said, at the end of the day, you know, obviously to be a true sovereign stuff, we've been talking about for a good while as well. Not as much recently because we've been working on a lot of stuff behind the scenes that we will come out as soon as we can come out with this kind of stuff and we will come out with more first-hand experience on it and knowledge-wise. But he mentioned it and put in just such an elegant way like he just basically said that you know when you're actually protesting against the against the government because obviously you're not happy with the circumstances or what draconian measures they brought in and you're up there with your placards and all this kind of stuff and there's a million plus people there today you're protesting against the government but you're actually protesting against change and protesting for that government to make change you're not actually like 
you're still which means that power, you're kind power, of complied to what they've you're, just done yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you're asking because yeah. you're, uh, you're, you're saying they've got the authority but we want you to change what you've just we done just then. protested we're not happy with the new bill or the new legislation brought in or the new act statute whatever it might be so we want you to alter that and amend that and make it a bit of a better one i said hang on a second so you're still basically giving the power over them and said hang on a second the power never lies with the government the power only and the power only lies with them is because you in the first place have given it over to them Either, you know, knowingly or willingly or whatever the case was. So instead of saying, no, I'm going to do that, how about making a change from inside? Because the only saviour that's coming to save you is the saviour that's inside of yourself. There's no of these external leaders. And anytime you look to an external person, a government, a president, whatever the case may be, a, a, a least so-called leader in the world or a so-called expert, and we know lots about them experts, um, it's based, you're, you're giving away your your knowledge your ability your sovereignty your freedom to this other entity for almost like a q and a trust plan you just sit in the couch mate let them get on with it and kind of go on why are you too dumb or something can you not make change for yourself of course you can because people have lost the ability and confidence they're lacking in massively to make the change until they just feel like oh i can't do it he's better at that i'll let him do it and we kind of follow what he's doing and support all this kind of stuff instead of kind of going on a second you can actually make change for yourself and that's what's lacking an awful lot in in this COVID uh, era as people not knowing the power they have inside themselves and not wanting to or not feeling that they're good enough to make the change uh, the vast majority of people can if they wanted to but um, they just need to act upon it and realise the power they have yeah. I, I just wonder actually because I mean I kind of realised years ago that it was a whole pony show and <laughs> stopped voting I haven't voted for years like yeah. if you don't vote you're basically saying I never gave you a power yeah, I never voted. To never represent me. Yeah. Never, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So if I haven't voted or registered to vote, mm. why, what makes you think you've got the authority over me? Well, exactly. I haven't paid into your pony shows. Is it? And people will, will argue and others saying, kind of go, oh, well, Chris, but if your vote is not in, then, then you get no say. So you just have to deal with whatever outcome that government comes out with. You never got your saying. If you had your saying, you could have maybe changed it. It goes, yeah, yeah, good one. If you actually really yeah. know down the rabbit hole how the core of the core this actually works, yeah. it is invalid. Yeah. It's like, nothing. Uh, how I, can, I mean, we, we watch we watch the politicians all over the world, but I like be, because I'm Irish, I look at everything and like we have had the left and the right and the Green Party come together and then the opposition is like Sinn Féin. They're all wearing their masks. They're all doing this. There's not one party. You get the odd speckle of a guy that's standing up saying the right thing, but because it's a speckle, nothing gets done. So, yeah. you know, I, I, yeah, it's great saying, oh, well, let's vote. Jimmy, he's going to be our savior. Like, yeah, yeah he's, Jimmy, he Jimmy, with a hundred uh, corrupt people doesn't do much. Like, yeah. and all the lobbyists you mentioned, live stream we've done the other day, all the lobbyists, 80 plus lobbyists, pretty much every you know, MP, MEP, whatever the case would be. That's pretty much in the vast majority of every country, a big tech, big pharma, so on and so oh, on. Oh, that's so. allowed. Like, so obviously you're completely out numbers and you're at yeah. their beck and talk, and the pure pressure of that number per to one person ratio, I mean. You're going to fold, you're going to bend. And if you don't, they'll be talking to your next guy and they say, look, we need to quietly kind of shift this guy along here because he's basically not um, complying with our what we want, basically. And he, he won't bend over the barrel as easy as the rest of the guys. So these teams kick him in the hole and shove him out the gate as quick as we can because so, he's not wanted. So, But anyway, we won't rent on it anymore about that. I want oh, to... Yeah. Does um you use some more stuff on the... I, I've got one on the, the antigen test because, I, I, like... I was asking, I was checking around, I was saying, I knew that the PCR tests were dangerous because they got the sterile IO, which is a carcinogenic. And I, I was trying to find out, what about these uh, antigen tests? Because yeah, apparently, like, these PCR tests now are no longer used. They've confirmed, hey, these, are, <laughs> these don't work. But when you tell people that, they look at you as if, 
you know, you have two heads, but yeah. uh, Abbott, uh, Binax now, COVID-19 home test kit contains lethal ingredient and it's called sodium azide. Like there's a lot on the thing that I've got and half it's a bit fluffy, so I'm not going to ring it all, but it's just uh, a sodium azide used mainly as a preservative in aqueous laboratory reagents and biological fluids and as a fuel in automobile automobile airbag gas generants has caused deaths for decades its exposure potential for the general population increases as the use of airbags increase in order to characterize the known health uh, effects of sodium azide in humans and the circumstances of their exposure the authors conducted a systematic review of the literature in 27 to 2002 on exposure to sodium azide and its health effects look i i'm not going to go through it all because there's a big huge paragraph on it but we'll we'll, we'll actually share the link but what, what i'm saying is it's not safe either and i'm listening to people mm. i'm talking to people and i go well, i think i've they're all getting the common cold we've all all our lives have had got get common cold a couple of times of the year but now yeah. common cold has gone on vacation like and it's i've got covid i've got COVID, and they're going away and they're testing themselves with these toxic shit and they don't even realize what they're doing to themselves so buyer beware that's all i say it's exactly and so if people just stop testing antigen lateral flows and pcrs and the whole it's just stop testing and they got you know flu or got sick did it for late hold on the flu is back in that's all you had all along anyway but um moving along from that um i know we touched a good while back on the amount of pilots um and i think you had even some screenshot or something on at one time as well all the pilots that are you know last year how many actually died compared to previous yeah year? it was actually a magazine and yeah. they had of 21 or 20 i died it was the massive amounts compared to previous years like yeah, dropping was, dead like and same crazy. with the airline they were with like. yeah crazy and um i have a guy here um his u.s pilot greg pearson and um he's basically revealed in an interview with uh, real america's vice that a large majority of his pilot colleagues are dropping like flies in quotations with what he described as severe chest pains. And it goes on then to say, basically, when he was talking about his own experience, Pearson shared that after he had his uh, COVID-19 vaccine, he had to be rushed to hospital because he developed serious heart problems. He said, I went into the ER where they quickly hooked me up to EKG IVs, did blood work quickly and determined what I was in atrial fibrillation. It's the major cause of stroke, basically. And um, he said, like, I, this is an interesting part, of course, and we've mentioned it months ago, is I could have stroked out, he says, um, at 100 feet, while in the, you know, in the plane itself, 100 feet while trying to land an airplane, I could have just pushed down on that stick, he said, before the person next to me could have done anything, Whereas, where it's all over for a lot of people. So, um, and it, it goes on and on, on telling more about his experience of that. But we've often said, yeah, just because we're not jabbed, like so many of these airline pilots are jabbed and when you can start to fly properly again, how, trust, how trustworthy planes. are they I know, yeah. I know somebody that basically crashed the bus, passed out, I mean, do we know he was vaccinated? or not? Probably not. But I mean, how often do you see that? And he crashed in and killed somebody, you know? So, yeah. and yeah. how many things like that are happening? How many crashes? And I mean, yeah, they write down COVID. Yeah. That's when they need the numbers. But when it's something else, yeah. Oh, yeah. Suit the narrative. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah. I won't say read the rest of it, but he basically just got on also. But I'll talk his experience. It goes into more as well. But he also mentions... Um, because often people say like, oh, he's only one guy. He's only one guy speaking out. So if, if this is really happening, why wouldn't more speak out? As we mentioned again, loads of times, they're, they're, he says in this as well, that loads of his colleagues are going down with chest pains is the best way he said he can describe, describe it. And he said, he says, well, can you not speak out? We need to go. They're so, even though they're getting chest pains, they're being hospitalized. They're off work for, you know, lengthy, long spells, shall we say. They still don't want to basically go to their boss and kind of say, look, 
I think we have a problem here with these injections. You need to stop giving these injections out to people because they're in fear of the license, their career, their job, etc. So, but he said there's loads of there are loads like him, but they're hovering and shaking in the background. They're in fear and their anxiety, and they, they are sick, he says, and getting all sorts of problems. But they want to fly again, and no other airline or you know, probably industry obviously will tell you one industry that they'll take them on. Um, if they basically speak up, even though they're only speaking out the truth. So, yeah, that's what you get for um speaking out the truth. But going from um airlines to basically um cars at the moment um i know not too far from me actually out in uh, milton Keynes, outside london they're going through uh at, at the moment they're basically rolling out that they're going to have driverless um car trials but the key word is in that is trials these are not trials these are all part of the agenda so a drive you know the trial is just a fancy word to kind of get it in there they want this to work they actually go down to, i won't read out the article but they go down to the article basically saying that um you know because man, of course, is not capable, not safe enough, he can crash things and so on and so on, that in time that we will save X amount of deaths they predict on the road, accidents, so on and so on, when it becomes fully a driverless car. Now, at the moment the trial they're doing, it's not, there's actually a safety driver in with you in the car. So basically, you, you, you download this app, basically this, this app will appear, type in the details, the car will come around, and then basically you sit into the car and the car drives away. But because on a trial at the moment, you have a so-called safety driver beside you, but he's not driving, he's not no steering, he's not touching anything whatsoever. The person who's actually driving the car is in a remote area back at some office or some headquarters somewhere. And he's actually driving the, the car as you do so many miles around the area as a trial phase. That's what's going on at that minute. But I said the key word is trial. I hope no, they don't outsource that to a country where they're driving the opposite side of the road because you'd have a lot of accidents. Like. And so they basically they're going down the route of trapping you in the, the AI system that you know man is not good enough. He just be lazy. He can just sleep on a four-hour trip. He can just lie off, pull the seat back, lie off, and go to sleep for a couple of hours because we're useless, etc. etc. And they want us less to use our brains, of course, and move along to the dependency under shift everything bar ourselves. And actually sticking with the car minute, which is an interesting one as well, is um it's um any car basically is going to be sold July 2022 this year in the EU, uh, brand new ones, they're by law now it's saying I'd love to see what kind of law it is, but by law they're actually coming in to say that you will have to um for want of a better statement you have to put a black box all car manufacturers will have to put a so-called black box, just like you'd have in an airplane, put it into it, fit it, and it's like a data collection box of what it is for all the world. And it'll basically tell you the, the car's incline, it'll tell you what kind of vehicle you're driving, it'll tell you the speed you're going, it'll tell you what might be going wrong, it'll tell you if you're a reckless driver, it'll tell you, of course, many times a day you drive the car, all sorts of what your fuel consumption is, every little detail will tell you. But the detail this is it won't tell you is who's actually, it won't have any information as to who's driving the car, and currently, the information will only be with, um, uh, you know, authority and governments and enforcement areas, but it won't be with insurance companies. Only for the only the most naive would believe that they don't know who's in the car and who basically. Um, and they could probably turn a switch as well that your car won't start if they want to, you know, yeah, bring like in a, a, like, like martial law or something. Yeah, and like like I mentioned a long time ago, the whole more near two years ago, the core credit um, social credit score system as well, all part of the agenda, the AI grid, smart grid system, of course, is. That Chris, if we're not happy with your your citizens or your 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 being a bad citizen, of course, citizen being a corporation um, scenario where you have no rights under being a citizen, um, we don't want you to leave the air today. So, um, because your pints isn't great, so now you can no longer put the the fuel or petrol. Doesn't matter what you put into the car, but the whole car is is a grid system, AI basically being run by 
some bot there in the background and it'll just come on to the computer just talk to say sorry Chris you've one more week to stay in quarantine or whatever the case is so we cannot let you drive your own car that you paid good, good money for out of the air to go to to London or, or Manchester or wherever you want to go and where we basically won't allow you and your car is stuck there nothing new about it just stuck stuck in the air and that's it so they will completely have authority and jurisdiction over what you're actually trying to drive around the place then and this is the fascism and tyranny they're bringing in so what a lie to say it's a trial. Um, and I'd load up and to I've be the best thing ever. somebody in a garage. I don't know where it was, actually, uh, but uh, he was trying to pay for his fuel and the guys were insisting on this QR code for the, the vax. And basically, so, you know, yeah. that's common as well. That, and just cool. on the black box, because, I mean, obviously we know of the airplanes when they crash, they always find the black box for some reason that survives whatever kind of, and now it's going to be in the cars. Like, my question is, why don't they make the actual vehicles with the same material? Because if they're able to survive, you know, any impact, they're obviously very, some sort of material that's very good. So let's make it, make the planes and the cars with the black box yeah. material. Yeah, sure, yeah. Know. It'll never happen because at the end of the day, we know they're not interested in our health. and uh, it's, it's a complete control system. But um, that's, that's on that. But I, just to finish on one little funny... 10 second thing is um, I know Austria um, it's, a, it's just clown world sort of a scenario like you know it's people probably don't even laugh at these because it's just like yeah that's just normal and yeah. but um, Austria under their draconian measures that we spoke about in a few previous podcasts what they're bringing in and all that um, the latest one of course the latest measure they're adding to the list is out in the ski slopes now at the moment that if you're you know that little thing that basically carries you back up the hill when you go down to the, the slope and you're going little lift the chairlift that goes back up again well because the chairlift isn't uh if you have another person beside you, you can't, you're not, you have to keep your two meter distance. You have to wear a mask while you're on the chairlift and on the skis. <laughs> Please provide me the science behind that. Please just provide me any sort of science behind that and nobody will, will be able to do it. It's, it's incredible, but um, yeah, that's... Yeah, okay. that's and the, just on that, because the picture that I have here is actually uh, skiing guys and it's like Co Bosnia becomes the first country in Europe without COVID pass. So... Uh, in Serbia, so like I know a lot, Italy and everything that um, you have to have uh, your your COVID passes for. So Bosnia, so if, you're, yeah. if you if you if you enjoy your skiing holidays, you know perhaps go to Bosnia. For now, and yeah, for now, yeah, uh, watch this space. They'll try and overturn that, of course, in time. So, uh, but yeah, I think that's all we have uh, for this yeah. week. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so basically, you will find us uh, on. Bitshoot as Mind Wars and Awakening Podcast. We have a donation button, and also we've got a sponsor as well, Kulabula. So if you're if you're looking to have a website, very good prices and animation. It's uh, you'll see the links in our podcast descriptions. So give us a thumbs up, five star rating, share with your friends. Until next week, take care. We'll see you then. This podcast is sponsored by Kulabula, creators of websites, animation, and digital art. To get a 10% discount, go to coolabula.com and put in the discount code AWAKENING.